Folks, you know, the the Winnipeg Jets have kind of had a rough past few weeks, but with some time off and the Jets considering a number of potential trade options, it's time to think about what the best case scenario for the upcoming trade deadline is and ones that maybe don't work in Winnipeg's favor. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, Winnipeg Jets fans. Welcome to Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Now, talking about the Jets, obviously, like I said at the uh, intro, we're going to dive into two scenarios where the Jets either have a smashing uh, trade deadline or they have a really bad one. And I'll be honest, I don't really know which we're likely to see just because you know, the, the Jets are sort of in, I would say, not necessarily unprecedented times, but certainly, you know, uh, the, the cap anxieties, a lot of the uncertainties in the field of competitors and Winnipeg's own roster situation where they're trying to accrue cap space and also have a surplus of defenders and a bit of a deficit in forwards. It is a delicate balancing act and knowing when to strike is really critical. Horvat's off the board, so Bo is no longer really in play. Uh, that means the Jets are now looking at maybe a, a Timo Meyer or something. They've already been linked to Meyer. Meyer's got, you know, ties to uh, Nikolai Ehlers. And so there's a lot of congruency. We've talked about that in the past. And I think if Meyer comes to the Jets, that makes the entire trade deadline a win. Now, I will say that there is potentially a scenario where they lose a Meyer deal. But to be honest, if you are getting the best player in an exchange, uh, especially somebody like Timo, who quite honestly might be one of the, uh, you know, top five wings in the entire NHL, it's it's hard to kind of walk away from that. He actually just scored last night two goals and an assist, uh, and his, his game winner in overtime was his 30th goal of the season. I'm telling you, man, Timo, if he comes to the Jets, right, he's already ripping, you know, opponents apart with great opponents. Now that I've, um, apologies, folks, we just had a brief pause there. Uh, I was just saying right before we cut out that, uh, you know, one thing that I've seen people talking about with the Jets and with the Sharks is maybe you look at not only Timo Meyer, but you take a swing for the fences and go for Eric Carlson. If the Jets were to get both players, I really feel like that would be not only one of the most earth-shattering trades we've seen in the NHL recently, but also 
maybe the biggest move in Winnipeg Jets franchise history. Uh, the only thing, you know, that would probably, of course, uh, outdo it of, you know, it's the Tamu Solani deal. But I mean, is that really comparable? Probably not. But looking at a Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson deal, a lot would have to happen. You know, Carlson would need salary retained. The Jets would probably be mortgaging most of the team's future. But the reality is you're looking at the next two years as it that, you know, that's your window. And if the Jets were to somehow pull that off, that would be one of the biggest victories in this team's history. I would love to see Carlson and Meyer on the Jets. Is it likely? No. I do think Meyer actually makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, based on what he's asking for, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of like eight and a half to nine and a half million, uh, give or take somewhere in between, probably around nine million is where he'll settle. I think there's a, a lot of reasons why it makes sense for actually, you know, not only the Jets, but Timo Meyer himself. I think that there's a really good fit for a long term deal. I think he'd be joining a team that's already pretty close to being really competitive, but just needs an extra push to go a little bit further over the next few years. And Meyer will continue to be really good beyond those next two seasons. He's what, like 26, 27? So still kind of in his prime. He's still extremely productive. No matter what, if you get Meyer, it's a huge victory. And I think for me, that is still my dream scenario. I would say to a lesser extent, a Debrinket level player would be really good. Uh, I, I think it would be a victory, even though, you know, the margins by which you really come through and, and sort of make this Jets team significantly better aren't quite as high as you'd get with like the boost that Meyer gives you. But look, nobody should sneeze as, as a Brinkett deal. If Alex were to join the Jets, I think it'd be a great thing. Uh, I would personally be a very big fan of Alex. I think he'd be a great fit for what Bones wants to do. And I think long-term, he fits Winnipeg's vision. He's, what, 25? You can sign him long-term, and he will be extremely productive for the Jets. I mean, he'd be a menace on the power play at even strength. No matter what you ask him to do, he'd be really good. And so for me, I, I look at these two scenarios, and I see an absolute win. I, I mean, it's just it's hard to trade for some of the top players in the league and lose deals, especially with how the Jets have usually handled this. It's not often where they have a big blockbuster deal and they get hosed. I think the only times that I've really not cared for some of their deals are when they're spending like two second rounders on Brendan Dillon. But even then, brand scheme of things, not a tremendously huge deal, even if it was at the time a bit of an overpayment. So a lot to consider there. I, I think we all know that those two players coming in uh, or any, you know, in, in maybe the third, if you're talking about Eric Carlson, one, two uh, of those guys together would be amazing. But, you know, more realistically, we're only looking at one and it's probably going to be Timo. So let's get that done uh, and, and think about that as your number one trade deadline move. Now, there are one or two other ways I think the Jets could potentially win the trade deadline, and it may not even be through player acquisitions. But before we dive into that, as well as what would qualify as a very crappy trade deadline, I want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America. Like I said, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's a fantastic time for you. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and super easy. 
Download FanDuel right now so you can get, uh, you know, no sweat first bet just in time for Super Bowl 57. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to even how many touchdowns a player might throw in a game. So for the upcoming Super Bowl, uh, I would say Jalen Hurts probably is going to toss three plus TDs. Mahomes, I don't know, right? His ankle is kind of messed up, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, He said he's going to be fine, but you never know. Sports can be a really fickle beast, and I think this particular game with all of the circumstances around it and and sort of the uncertainties around the Chiefs uh, against a very potent Eagles team that's basically obliterated the competition, anything is up for grabs. But no matter who you're betting on or who you think is going to win this game, FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and super easy. And best of all, you can get your winnings paid instantly. Who doesn't love a little bit of instant gratification? Join FanDuel today at uh, <clears throat> FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Like we said just a little bit ago, we are diving into scenarios where the Jets can win and maybe lose the trade deadline. So obviously winning would involve acquisitions, big trades, uh, Timo Meyer, maybe Eric Carlson in some dreamlike scenario that doesn't really exist uh, for practical reasons for the Jets. And maybe even, you know, you're talking about somebody who's uh, certainly another high-end player, even if it's not the best player available in in Alex DeBrinkett. There's plenty of options for winning. And I also thought, you know, one other way the Jets can potentially win is freeing up cap space and ultimately consolidating that defense. It's been a problem. We've talked about it since the offseason. The logjam continues to be an issue. You know, we're seeing Pionk really struggling. Schmidt's cap hit is pretty significant and also limiting the team in a lot of ways. So if the Jets were able to move salary and kind of get out uh, from under some of these deals that are maybe, you know, not as valuable for Winnipeg as they might be for another team. I think that would, con- you know, that would be considered reasonably a pretty nice win. I don't think the Jets are actually going to trade, you know, anyone with a big deal uh, on the back end. You know, I'd be shocked if Pionk leaves. I think the team really likes him. I think he's a big leader in the room. And I think he commands enough respect to where the Jets just don't really seem to be that interested in moving him. And I think Schmidt is kind of impossible to move unless you pay somebody. So, yeah, I I would say, you know, I don't expect the blue line to really see a massive overhaul. But I do think Logan Stanley is probably one of the guys who could be an odd man out. I I mean, he's cheap, but, you know, I I think other teams might look at his size and uh, think that he's got some real potential to become a future Zidane Chara, even if we know the reality is probably more like Ben Sherratt. Uh, And that's like a really good case scenario. The more likely scenario, he kind of has like those Rasmus Ristolainen uh, bad days mixed with a little bit of Tyler Myers for good measure. So, yeah, all that to say, I I think Winnipeg shedding salary and looking to start to prep for the future of a lot of big contract extensions and maybe even some big free agent deals, I think could be construed as a victory if the Jets use that cap space wisely. Now, I also said that there are ways that the Jets could potentially kind of get, you know, the trade deadline wrong. And I'm not going to say that these would be like ruinous or necessarily, 
you know, the worst outcomes ever, but I think these would not really move the needle in ways that the Jets desperately need. You know, if the Jets, say, acquire a couple of forwards, right, we're looking at two, three middle sixers. I think for, for consolidating the third and fourth lines, it would be potentially effective. But the Jets, you know, bottom of the day, or at the end of the day, bottom line, they have got to bring in a major difference maker. And settling for, you know, Max Domi, Nick Ritchie, these guys all can play really pivotal roles in sort of limited scenarios. What you're looking for is that player who can take this team from being a playoff appearance kind of squad to a team that's genuinely thinking about a much longer run. And right now, the Jets are kind of the former rather than the latter. So, you know, if the if Winnipeg only grabs a couple of forwards because they're more inexpensive, they're not that, you know, um, asset, you know, they're not big asset drains. They're not that expensive in terms of salary and the cap pits are low. I feel like the Jets are missing the boat on what would be, you know, potentially one of the biggest competitive windows in Winnipeg history. I mean, these next couple of years, as long as this team is playing competently and Hellebuck continues to do what Hellebuck does best, I mean, this is it. This is your chance to show the NHL that, you know, this team is for real and that they are very serious about making the cup finals. But, um, you know, for me, I, I would be disappointed if they only go for middle six players. I think this team has to bring in uh, a difference maker in order to really change the, the dynamics of the top nine. You know, consolidating your depth and, and kind of ironing out those lines, I think it would certainly help and might even get the Jets a couple of victories here and there. But at the end of the day, I don't think it pushes the team forward enough to where I'm comfortable with that being the only move. I think Winnipeg is also keenly aware of this, so I don't really expect them to settle necessarily unless the market for Meyer just becomes too competitive and Winnipeg suddenly can't afford it. But all signs point to the Jets being aware that a big move is needed. They've been linked to Meyer several times. Uh, there's a lot of buzz that, you know, there's, there's, you know, from Winnipeg's perspective, a lot of really good fits and maybe even from Meyer's perspective, a natural congruency. So like I said, I, I think the Jets are more likely to win the trade deadline this year, but if they screw up and kind of do what they've done in the past where they make minor moves to make moves that for me would be a tremendous disappointment. But in the meantime, the Jets do have a couple of games upcoming. We'll talk about some of their opponents that they'll be facing after a bit of a lengthy spell off and what we might expect in the first couple of games uh, back from the All-Star break in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Built. Those of you who have been longtime listeners know that I love Built Bars. Uh, they're the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got plenty of great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and then dark uh, ras or dark chocolate raspberry, which I highly recommend as a really good starting point. But, you know, you're looking for something that's not only failing to compromise on taste, but also not going to be a bit of a dent that uh, really hurts your diet, right? You you want something that's good for you. You don't want to put in a lot of junk. And that's why Built Bars are great. They clock in at 130 to 140 calories, maybe four to five grams of net carbs, and anywhere from 15 to 17 grams of protein. So they are great for just about every lifestyle, whether you want something before you head out for a workout, maybe you're looking for a meal replacement, uh, or even an afternoon snack that you're hoping is a bit of a replacement for that candy bar addiction. You want to cut the carbs and sugar and fats. This is a phenomenal way to do it. And you can order Built Bars at Built.com or pick up a couple of preset variety boxes of uh, popular flavors at Sam's Club and Walmart. 
I highly recommend that you check them out, especially if you're looking for a, a protein bar that really shakes it up and gives you something new to try. I promise you won't regret it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Jets. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some final thoughts on Winnipeg's upcoming opponents, just two of them so far. Obviously, you know, uh, Saturday and, and Tuesday, we're, we're going to have just two games. It's It's been, you know, a week and a half of no Jets hockey. Honestly, I feel like I'm kind of tired of not having the Jets around, but maybe some time off would be just the, the best thing the team could possibly ask for, having played Several more games than a lot of their opponents, uh, certainly more than a lot of the teams that are chasing them. But, you know, once Winnipeg resumes, they're going to face the Blackhawks and the Kraken. Uh, This is actually not too bad of an intro back into the season. The Hawks are still at the bottom of the Central Division. They just lost in overtime to, I think, the Anaheim Ducks, which is, yeah, a bit of a a sore spot, I'm sure, for um, the Hawks, like on a pride level. I mean, obviously, both teams are tanking. No one's surprised by this. But losing to, like, arguably the worst team in the NHL, especially in overtime, not a great feeling. Winnipeg's going to be at home for this one, so I expect them to kind of dust the Hawks. I know I said that for a couple of games before the break, and things did not exactly go according to plan, if we're being honest. But with time off, a little bit more rest, and maybe some health and and recuperation, I think the Jets should kind of walk through this Hawks team and uh, really show them what's what. Winnipeg usually has a pretty decent record against Chicago, especially of late with how bad the Hawks have been, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, I would be a little more concerned about the Kraken game, though. I know Seattle just got humiliated by the newly minted Horvat Islanders, but I would not sleep on this Kraken team. A lot of the stuff that I've said about Buffalo recently this year uh, and and about the Golden Knights of the past several seasons applies very much to this Kraken team. They're fast, they're dangerous, they're well-balanced, they're deep, and they are a real pain in the butt to deal with, especially once they get offensive zone cycles and forechecks going. So not an easy stretch uh, to start off the season necessarily. I know the first game's kind of a walk, um, but I expect the second game, even though it's a home game, to be a bit painful. After that, the Jets apparently are going to start an entire tour of the Metro Division. They've got uh, the Blue Jackets, the Devils, the Rangers, and the Islanders. Don't be shocked if the Jets lose like two or three of these games. This is a very difficult slate of opponents. We know that the, uh, the East has been a bit of a bear to contend with this year, and all of these games are on the road. So I, I know you might expect at least one or two victories here, but With how the Jets have been recently, unless there's a big acquisition uh, before next week kind of rolls around, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a hard sell for the Jets to really coast over two or three wins. But maybe they shock me. Maybe they have a really good run of form. Maybe they win all four games against the Metro. I'm not expecting it. I think that'd be unrealistic. But sometimes Winnipeg surprises us and does some really crazy things. So with that in mind, drop your predictions for next week and where you think the Jets might end uh, the next several days. Do you think Winnipeg will retain its second place crown in the Central Division? Do you think Winnipeg might even gain ground on first and surpass the Stars? Or do you expect the Jets to drop some more results and start to slide back a little more into wildcard territory? Drop your thoughts and feelings on the upcoming slate of games in the YouTube comments below and at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day, every day. And as always, highly encourage you to check us out on your favorite podcasting platforms. But 
for tonight's episode, that's all the time that we have. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.